0: it all right we back just offside podcast man keith mcubia is here with my guy
1: mike pavela I guess. yeah <laughs> you wanted me to say it <laughs> i kind of did i haven't heard you say like my guy in a while i wanted i wanted <laughs> you to say that
0: <laughs> we back man it's uh it's still january we're going into a international window so We got some some stuff to talk about, man.
1: We got some stuff to talk about today. We do. We do. We definitely do. I mean, international break can always be dry and boring, but in the time that we're in and the age that we're living in, we're talking about Canada at international break.
0: Awesome, man. It's awesome. I love it. And we got some huge,
1: huge matches, huge matches coming. So really big ones. So the squad got announced yesterday. Shout out to the guys that have been on the podcast already. If you haven't listened to those episodes, go listen. Liam Frazier, Richie Larea, and Jonathan Osario announced back on the squad. One, I'm happy for uh, for Frazier to be there because I know he wasn't on it last time. Yeah. So so it's good for him to be called back and uh being with the squad on that 25-man roster. So shout out to him for getting back to that. But man, three big Big games, bro. So big,
0: man. So big. Do you get a channel if you saw the clip going around? But it got me fucking hyped. The one
1: um uh, with Julian talking about playing in Central America, oh, bro. I bookmarked it today. Oh my god! Trying to watch it, but it was four minutes, and I was like, fuck, I don't have four minutes in my day right now. Yeah, so I watched it after this. But yeah, that just got me hype. He's just talking about their
0: their his experiences down there and just how this team's a lot different. And um, he's like, if they survive these two these two trips that might put them in a good position to qualify. Right. So massive, man. But now it's a cool video of the OG, man. But yeah, excited for those guys. Yeah. For Liam to get back in, it's going to be sick and hopefully we'll see with the stack you out. Know, maybe he gets the opportunity that first game.
1: Exactly. And that's what I was going to kind of maybe talk to you about. We got, we'll let's just go into that first game 28th. They're at Honduras. One of the most hostile environments in the concaf. What are your thoughts for that one? Be tough one, tough test.
0: I'm trying to think of guys that have on the team that that have uh, probably obviously the T the um like they called back like Scott Kennedy and Junior Harlett probably guys that have had experiences down there. Obviously Daniel and maybe also those guys have had it with the Champions League and stuff like that. So no, I think they're confident. Confident group. I Was listening to um, a little interview with uh, John Herdman today. Said so everybody's just like laser focused. Like he saw Richie coming in, obviously having all the travel he's had to been do- doing over the last few weeks, Basically, he say he looks really sharp. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited, but I also saw the man, there's a lot of guys on yellows. I, kind of I heard me. him
1: talk about that. Like the yeah, suspension kind of
0: before that uh U S game that's going next. So they got to be strategic with his lineups. I think.
1: That's what I was going to kind of mention because the, the, break between honduras and usa is, is a really quick turnaround yeah which i'm kind of surprised about because whenever we typically see qualifiers there's typically like a three-day break or four-day break like i'm thinking about like european qualifiers and all of that yeah don't enough
0: to travel as much too
1: yeah but these guys are playing on the 28th and then the 30th yeah so, so, to, yeah. so you, you kind of need, like, two different 11s. 11s right? almost, yeah. I guarantee you, Herdman is thinking, like, who yeah. am I playing against Honduras? And, and I guess that's when that when the analytics and the, the lineups yeah. and everything go into play. Yeah. And I think when we talked to – shout out to that episode – when we talked to Oso, and he was like, oh, I played a part in that game, and then I didn't play a part in another game, you know?
0: Yeah, so, so. He's, he's even seen with um, – so I guarantee you Daniel will start against US. Because he's been starting against them over you think he started against them and uh well, they didn't play in Gold Cup. But he did it, he did it in the US. There's certain games that he, he switches up the back line for certain players to play against different guys. So I guarantee he'll start in um at home. And I bet also oh, starts down
1: in Honduras. Yeah, I could see that. I could, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that's a really good call. I think. There is going to be fairly different 11s. I think you you can only really kind of argue that maybe like Tejan should probably maybe play both, like a Laren should probably yeah, maybe those guys play that both. Have been
0: playing playing some games. Tejan looks good too. He got his first assist. Yeah, that was, a, so that was a I big think one he'll have right in. I'm sure Kyle will start as well. Joe David, this is a big big window for Joe David, man. I think with no fancy
1: there no fonzie i think i I, when herdman said it he said just another person to try and get that limelight
0: yeah which is i think in the long run this might be great for the whole squad because like if i bro for him like he has this window and then he has next month he has that uh tie with chelsea champions league yeah but this is like a big big like 30
1: days 20 30 days for this kid so i'm excited Excited. Man. And it, it also it also gives the team a belief. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have Alfonso here. Everybody's talking about how Alfonso's here. Let's go show everybody that we could possibly exactly. win without that's... Alfonso. And then we're even better without him.
0: Without him. Yeah. Which we saw in Gold Cup. They already kind of proved it. So that's why I'm
1: confident going to this game. Exactly. Yeah. So they should have that confidence carrying from that yeah, and then bringing that. that. And I think that first game is always so important to just kind of get the ball rolling and the momentum going yeah. towards the next two. So then let's talk about a little bit about that USA game. It's sold out again. I mean, what, 12,000 fans?
0: Yeah, I think they're getting 12, 13. I guarantee there'll be more than that in there. So <laughs> I guarantee there'll be more than that in there. But yeah, twelve thirteen. 13. so pissed on the game away. That, it's
1: not USA, Mexico, bro. We got no one sneaking into that stadium.
0: Oh, okay. You'll see, bro. You'll see. It's in Hamilton, though. So
1: <laughs> we don't got a people out there, bro. Yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so they play the US at Tim Hortons field. Yeah. Like you said, probably 13 or so thousand. That's gonna be a <sighs>
0: It's a big one, man. Go, wish I was here for it, but it's annoying. That's a big one. That's uh we'll see. Who do they who do they have their first game? I forget.
1: I'm not entirely sure. But hold no,
0: I think. Like what also said when he was on, man, they're Canada's confident against any of these teams they've come against, man. So I don't they don't fear nobody. And that's a big, big game, big statement game.
1: They play El Salvador. They play El Salvador at at home first at home.
0: Yeah. So I think wait, whatever momentum they have come off that first game. I think I think think they win at home. I don't think they lose. I don't think we'll lose one game at all. No window.
1: I hope if you don't the rest it, of like, the if, rest if, of the
0: way because I think it's just Jamaican I mean, Then we have I don't think they lose those two games at all. Either exactly.
1: Or. Yeah. And then the last game on the third of Feb at El Salvador. I really hope that they pick up all three points. Yeah, you got
0: to look. You got to see. You probably want what at least seven. <laughs> I think you get two. If, if you get two wins in this window, I think you're you're, good. you're laughing.
1: Yeah. I think you're setting good. yourself up. You're setting yourself up. I think this one against only, maybe not. just
0: three more points after that.
1: Yeah, just against three. Honduras. I think if they beat Honduras, they really create a gap, a hard gap for Honduras to catch up. Yeah. I don't think I think if they beat Honduras, Honduras can't mathematically pass them. I think.
0: Yeah, I think they're good. So but yeah, what we said, massive, massive, massive. I think that once they get through that first game, the confidence that would take, if they get three points down there, it'll be massive
1: so let's hope let's hope let's hope for the boys we're recording on the 25th they they, the first game's on the 28th i mean if it's on tv if you're able to watch you should definitely be tuning in and trying to support as much as you can because this could be the window that secures well almost secures world cup qualification crazy crazy man but let's talk about this. I want to obviously, we don't know the entire history of Canadian football and Canadian transfers and windows. let's not let's not pretend like we do, but we could definitely maybe talk about, was this possibly the best window for Canadians?
0: I think it's the best in the case that who's this guy's on this list? These guys on the list are kind of built their trade in North America first. There weren't young kids that went to Europe when they were, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old. Like we saw from more of the OGs, like the Guzmans, the, the Vettor so early, the Atibas, the, the Junior Hoylets, you know, for some from that. Other than like, I think the only other one would be, or not even, Daniil started here too. So yeah, in that gap. So I think, I think for sure. And I think it's just the beginning this is just the beginning, I think, with all the, the youth talent we have coming through the ranks. So, but I'd, I'd say so. We're definitely up there. Yeah, I like, four or five players.
1: Yeah, that's a good, really, really good point you make that those older ones kind of had to leave early. And these guys are like the home ground ones. Yeah. We wrote on our list, like, we obviously got Richie LaReyes and Nottingham Forest. Tajon officially went over. Yeah, that signing was at the beginning of the year, but he's finally gone over to Club Bruges. Estacchio has finally got his loan deal to Porto, which is a massive club. And Fraser's made his move um, to Belgian League Two side. I feel like it's pronounced Dienz. Dienz? Probably
0: Dienz, yeah.
1: Yeah, a little Flemish in me. And then uh, Leo, Theo sorry, um, obviously had that better move to go to MK Dons and had that shift. So all those guys, and they're like, Theo's doing really well at MK Dons. Fraser is it him. Yeah, they did. And he said no.
0: So do you think this guy he's Portuguese too? No? Theo. Yeah. Think he says it. How old is he though? Like, I thought he's past like.
1: Might be like 22, maybe 21.
0: Maybe he thinks he can still have a shot with the. Uh...
1: But no, Treherdman said too, like,
0: they don't want guys that. Don't know if they're going to be. Those are the guys you got to bring in for friendlies, not for World Cup.
1: Yeah, exactly. If they're up in
0: the air with their decisions like that. But yeah, he has been playing great too in the move.
1: So we think about all those guys playing at those clubs. And we think about like Club Bruges, They were just in the Champions League group stage. Porto is in the Europa League quarterfinal against Lazio. Nottingham Forest right now. As we're recording is up 2-0 and yeah. one point off of the champion uh, championship playoff. That'd be cool. um, yeah. Like, these guys are actually... And MK Dons is doing really well in the league as well. He might get help MK Dons get promoted. So, the exposure of this last qualifying campaign, Canada rising in stock yeah. and like the other players, I think has really helped this window. Yeah, bro. I think
0: like we'll see in the summer but we'll see in these next few qualifying windows but i think those guys like Kamal Miller, Alistair Johnson's those are the next guys that are going to be going i think over to europe
1: overseas yeah
0: yeah so we'll see man but yeah definitely definitely a window the window a window that will start a new wave i think for canada boys for sure
1: yeah especially if these guys start doing bits as well like yeah. everyone's just going to be like yeah pick up that team 100% like, think about all of the talk about uh, Jonathan David right now. Yeah, bro,
0: this guy's linked to every club and every top club. I really just... Barca.
1: Love. He's getting linked to Barca and Arsenal in the same conversation. Jeez. No, both they're, of
0: them. Not, they're not in the same... Con- actually, they are now. They will suck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's wild. He's getting linked everywhere, man. It's...
0: I it's, wonder. Yeah, I wonder what his, what his next move would be. It'll be interesting, but... Yeah, man.
1: He's Dustin. But yeah, those those Canada boys are making noise. If you're too late on the wave, jump on it because it's happening. Real for real. Let's move now to the Premier League. As we said, it's international break, so we're not going to go full in depth. Let's just talk about our clubs a little bit, talk about the table as it stands. But, I mean, United... At this point in the season, you got a good win on the weekend. Classic Fergie time. How you feeling,
0: bro? For us to be playing so poor, and the fact that we're standing where we're standing right now is shocking, bro. <laughs> because we've still been so bad. Still haven't seen a complete performance from them in ages. So the fact that we're at where we are, I'll take it. I'll take it, and if you guys, these teams around us keep slipping up, and they're going to let us get fourth. <laughs>
1: I'll take that too. So my question is then, has your thought kind of changed on the possibility of making top four?
0: I th- well, the only thought now that I think is, at least I used to think Arsenal's in it. I don't think you guys are in it anymore. The only threat I see is Spurs and maybe last time Spurs only though. I think Conte just scares me. Man. That guy just scares me and the games in hand they have.
1: It's the games in hand that worry me as well, but. As of right now, you're sitting in fourth on 38 points. West Ham's behind you by one point, but you have a game in hand. Uh, we could potentially Arsenal could be above you by one point, and then Tottenham could be about on 42 if if they win both, which is four points ahead of you guys. That's also the the only advantage you guys have. is You
0: only be playing one game a week. If we go on a little, if we win a The next Champions League round, then that's more games midweek, still an FA Cup, hopefully. So that's the only advantage, but I don't know. Arsenal just doesn't. What are you thinking with your squad? Because they don't just, they don't scare me, bro. They don't scare me. When it comes down to winning time, that team doesn't scare me. So I know once it gets to this money time of the season, I don't think they have it.
1: When I think about our team, I think about the fact that. We get these opportunities. Yeah, that's exactly. These, these get, We get these opportunities and every once in a while, maybe like every couple of weeks or every couple of months, it's like, oh, here's a favorable result for a couple of teams. Arsenal are going to play. Let's try and get three points. And they don't. And yeah. it, that's that's the cycle of being an Arsenal fan. That is the worst part because <laughs> that is the hope. That is the hope. We went to Burnley on the weekend and I thought, okay, we're playing Burnley they're bottom of the table we I know our squad is like we don't have a midfield there's a problem yeah. What's, whatever's going on the striker situation I don't care I figured we would win and the fact that we just couldn't do anything and create anything and watching these I was well we had one really good chance but lack of blew it I was fucking so annoyed <laughs> I was so frustrated. Like it doesn't make any sense of how we're not beating this team. Like watching it, I thought we should just be beating them. Like why aren't we just controlling the ball and creating chances? But uh, there's just we need a midfielder, bro. We need a midfielder. Fucking ASAP. I seen Arteta is out in the U.S. right now with Stan Kroenke, and the last time that happened, he gave him money to buy players. So I think Arteta is doing some shit over there and pleading with them to get some money to buy some some players. I keep hearing
0: Calvert-Lewin but like there's no way Everton will let
1: him go where they're standing. It depends on the I was having a chat with Joel about this. I think it obviously as a manager whoever comes in and steps in on the job at Everton will kind of have a decision about if he wants that striker, but he is there Goal scorer. Without him and Richarlison, that team's not scoring many, many goals. So I think they wouldn't get rid of him in the January window. And we're desperate. I think the only thing that has to happen is that we just bring Alba back.
0: Yeah, I hear people say that. But like, he's not going to be the that. Like I can't see that. I'd be surprised if that would help. But he's been outcasted and him and Arteta, you know, have not been see guy die. So I doubt it. But yeah, I don't know. And they're linked to that Swedish kid too, who's probably be the best option for you guys. But so you're not getting him now. That'd be summer.
1: I heard, well, I a bunch of stuff that I'm reading is, well, one, they're in the Europa League. I don't know. I don't think they'd want to get rid of him during like this campaign.
0: Yeah, and it wouldn't be late totally. in the
1: January window. So I don't think it's possible, but you know what? I like the idea of it. I've, I've been saying it for a while. I would love to get him signed. Or DCL, I Truly think DCL. Nah, He's not that's not it for you guys.
0: That won't take you to the next level.
1: No, but here's the thing. This is what I don't understand why watching Arsenal Football Club. We cross the ball so much. I don't know why we cross so much. We don't have anyone in the box. And Lacazette's not that type of striker. But we constantly cross the ball. I'm only thinking if we just actually get someone like DCL, he is the perfect person to put balls into the box for. And his link-up play is actually pretty good. and I think he could take like a next step. but I'm just thinking about like all the crosses that we do, all the nonsense. He gets on the end of the ball, he works his ass off. I wouldn't mind it. I don't know.
0: It might be okay, but I still don't think I don't think that moves the needle enough for you guys.
1: I don't think so either. I'd rather Isaac, but yeah
0: So we'll see man, I don't know. Gooners, Gooners have been goonering as usual as usual but man we're sitting in still, sixth
1: uh, sitting in sixth there's still a lot of football to be played and there is we're every team the hot well chelsea have played the most games which is 24 games so we're we're almost we're a little bit over halfway of the season i believe we have another international break in march and besides that it'll be uh, everything else will be games played what's the business Almost the
0: business end of the season man almost flying by They're already is fucking
1: mad Same so i take it you want to take it to italy italia oh, yeah. Syria. what a signing for uve
0: eh? uh, that's a move in the needle deal man
1: <laughs> that's crazy i can't believe they got that done he's serbian i don't even know if i really wanted him at arsenal <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until he's banging fucking goals for you, guys. This guy's like the new Ibra, man. Just a a machine.
0: Maybe not like the Tigers like Ibra, but just the goal scoring.
1: I find it funny, the whole Arsenal situation, because people actually thought, and I thought, like, okay, maybe we can get him. There are talks about getting him. But everybody knew the entire time that the player didn't want to come to Arsenal. Yeah, there's no no way. Yeah. Let's take it a step down. man. So, it was kind of jokes because it was kind of it's kind of like when you you're trying to get with a girl and you're just putting in all this work and all the talk about all the talk is about you and then just like that in one day the reports come out yeah Juve wants <laughs> <laughs> some some guys snatches up the girl and you're just like what I just did this I was just talking to her for like three weeks
0: <laughs> yeah I'm fucking Juve man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: is Juve. this will steal your girl. <laughs> I'm fucking Juve, bro. But this is, I honestly, this is what I also don't get. Fiorentina say that Juve is their rival, that Juve, if you're selling within your league, right, they sold uh, Chiesa yeah. from Fiorentina to Juve. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're getting rid of your best player at that time and giving them to Juve. You now have this prolific goal scorer that's doing everything for you. And instead of trying to get him out of your league so he doesn't potentially score goals on you you sell him to Juve.
0: yeah but fuck what are you gonna do the player doesn't want to go to any other team you gotta just yeah. take that money and run with it all right and like it's the but, 14, you know, they're not it's not like gonna be contending for syria titles anytime soon so of course not but what I was think it seven, what was the number 70 euros 70 mil
1: I think it's like 60-something plus bonuses. Bonus but yeah, it probably goes up to like 75. Because Fiorentina right now are sitting in seventh, which is like on the brink of those conference leagues on the Europa League. True. But like Juve is in that fifth spot in the Europa League. And what are you going to do? Like, that's your competition to get into Europe. How, far, giving... uh,
0: how many points behind are Juve from the top?
1: Um, Juve are 11 points back of Inter. So they'd have to get a hot,
0: they'd have to get a hot and go on around. They've been looking okay. They're unbeaten in a, what like 13 or something
1: like that. I think. Yeah, they're on a roll. So, so yeah, um, it's interesting about that about that signing. Obviously. Yeah, we had some zoom technical <laughs> difficulties. The shit cut out on us.
0: So we'll see what <laughs> happened with this little.
1: Who knows where we left off? Because you know your boy was rambling. So as I was about, well, I saw Keith freeze. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm going to just keep going with it. So I was talking. But Syria at table right now. Obviously, bye-bye, Serbian. Go to Juve. That was probably what happened in the, in the freezing part. But we're back. So it's okay. Inter are top of the league at the minute. Napoli are in second. AC Milan are tied with them on points. In third, and Atalanta are in fourth, with Juve right behind them in fifth. Man, yeah, it'll be interesting. See, the we, really, that, we, that, we really, we really need to go back and listen to our predictions because I have no. We need to write them down because I'm going to go back. Bro, I and said, I remember play. I
0: said Juve to win the league, bro. I had Roma fucking like second. <laughs> That's fucking done. might
1: well, maybe Juve. We'll see. The fat lady sings, man. Okay, let's head to uh, Bundesliga. Bundesliga. We recorded all these reports about Holland having to choose his team by Friday. Blah blah blah. These fucking reporters can suck a dick, yeah, man. Yeah, there's it's no way so, that's happening. It's so annoying how they put out shit like that, and like, well, a sucker like me actually believed that. They put out because those
0: stupid pages always post. It's like, yeah, right. Like this guy said, t- deadline he can just choose when
1: he wants. Yeah, exactly. So Holland hasn't made his mind up. Obviously, no decision's been made for that.
0: The but, table,
1: but what? Just a quick
0: note. You see, and I think this takes another running to go to this club. You see the City signing today, that kid from River Plate? The I did see that. I think it's Barca or Madrid for him.
1: Or Barca. Ooh. Ooh. Okay.
0: Because I don't think, well, City was, I think, obviously on the list of it. But I, I doubt they bring him in when they
1: just brought a 21-year-old striker. They didn't pay that much for them though it was like 18 million or something like that yeah that's pocket change to those
0: fucking they spent some good money though bro like i wonder how much they so how much they got a uh, bernardo
1: silver front for cancelo i think like, they little paid little. they paid well cancelo was part swap with danilo. uh danilo yeah what a steal that swap was <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> Yeah, they they've done some good business. I think they've paid fairly amount of money. Like if you think about forty million for Nathan Aké, nobody talks about that. How much was it? Forty million for Nathan Aké. Yeah, for a squad player, the fuck, take it. Nobody bats an eye, and he doesn't play. Like he barely touches the pitch. Yeah,
0: it's just a squad player. because He gets some injuries. I mean, he'd be a great one. Like if you get injured, you have that guy. It just will be okay, right? So yeah, you're
1: backup. Yeah. Well they have Laporte, Diaz, Stones, and Ake as a four potential center backs. Yeah. And you know that the only one of them gets rotated mostly. So then Aké's is never in that three men rotation. Oh no, yeah, he gets
0: Prem games here and there. And then we'll play in the cup games, but nothing. Yeah, but yeah, I think Holland Madrid City or Madrid uh, Barso. or
1: or Barcel. Yeah, it's looking likely. Unless, unless a certain Canadian man goes to Barca. I hope not. I don't think he's going there. I don't see it either. I think he's going to Syria. Syria. <laughs> 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 so the Bundesliga right now, Bayern, well, surprise, surprise, in first. Borussia Dortmund just behind them in second. Bayern Leverkusen in, in third. And kind of a surprise team right now in fourth is Union Berlin. Like we we don't see a Hoffenheim, a Leipzig, a Frankfurt in there. Like the teams that are usually in there playing in Europe. Yeah, like Borussia Mönchengladbach is in 12, and I believe they were just in like the Champions League group stage. So shout out to Union Berlin and even Freiburg for being up in those European spots.
0: But as we know, it'll be Bayern's league to lose every year. So
1: always. They got 46 gold differential. Oh my God. Just take it easy on the league, guys. Relax a little bit. Man. Crazy. Let's go to the Farmers League, French league. League. These guys need to let their capacity open up again. They're playing in front of 5,000 people. I just want to say that first. I'm trying to get PSG Real Madrid tickets for February, and they <laughs> have not put tickets on sale because their government haven't put out regulations or anything of a change of what's happening, and it's driving me fucking nuts.
0: It's annoying, bro. It's all over the place. Think about here, man. So but,
1: ju- but tickets are on sale for the PSG versus Real Madrid in Madrid.
0: In Madrid, right?
1: in Madrid, on their website. I became a member to get tickets to these game, and I'm still just waiting for the notification just because their uh, prime minister, president, whatever they got over there, has got to decide uh, yeah, <laughs> of what's going to happen next. So it's just mad annoying, but I don't uh, as much as I hoped, I was hoping for that game. I don't think I'm going to be going to Paris. I don't think I'm going to be going to that game, but just fucking get some fans in the stadium, bro. Um, as the table stands, Obviously, we talked about this on so Bear Times. PSG running away with it. Um, nice, second. Marseille, third. That rounds out the Champions League spots right now. I want to kind of say, on Marseille, Mateo Guendozi and William Saliba, Arsenal players, they're doing well for them.
0: Is Guendozi is he still... He didn't sell him. Was it a loan? loan. Well... Saliba def- they definitely need to bring back. I don't know what they're saying. He needs to be in that arsenal next year. 1, we nah. We've seen it. We've already see what he can do in the prime. I don't think it's I don't think it's I... gonna be a no KDB fucking situation,
1: bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> comeback. <laughs> he comes back. comeback for the ages. I don't see it happen. I don't see the Taliba. comeback thing happening there. But Saliba but for sure. Him. Yeah, he's
0: one for the future for sure. Even for France, man. That's gonna be one of the center backs for the future for them.
1: But it's interesting because their table from fourth, I'm looking at it right now, from fourth to 11th is separated by four points. Fourth to 11th is four? You have Strasbourg in fourth at 35 points. Lyon is in 11th with 31 points. So that race is going to be crazy then for that. That's, that's fun, a man. that's a madness. Leo I finally kind of climbed their way back. They're in tenth though on 32. And they but dropped they like, they lost this weekend. Yeah, so it's just like yo, one win in that for either of those game teams just yeah, climbs them up the table. So that'll be interesting. Is it
0: the four teams go to the champions league against France? No, it it's like, three. Three, yeah.
1: three. True. Sure. It's only three because it's a farmers league. They don't get four. Yeah. <laughs> But Prem should only get three, bro. The way we look. Yeah, but then these teams make it to like the finals and the semis, and you're like, yo, are they actually good? And then that's what sways everything. What teams? Like a man city. Think about like how many times Liverpool were in the finals. That fucking final with yeah, Liverpool but those, and those
0: Liverpool and City are like the, one of the best teams in the world. Those I don't count. I'm saying the rest.
1: Yeah, true. But Chelsea <laughs> just won it. Chelsea just won it. Spurs went to a final. Yeah, fuck. And if teams like, man, you like go keep going to like Europa League finals, they win it, they lost it. Like Chelsea was there, Arsenal was there as well. They just, it's kind of annoying because you, we do think that they're not as good, but then they make a good run in that yeah. in those competitions. Let's, well, let's wrap it up with some shout outs, man. We only got one shout out because we kind of already mentioned the second shout out. Um, the first one is to the CPL doing its thing. Shout out Lucas McNaughton, man. The first player that TFC have signed from a uh, Canadian Premier League club. Yes. Thoughts, Keith?
0: Thoughts, Keith? I did see that. And, um, yeah, that's what this league is going to be about, man. You want to hear more stories like this. This is why this league was made. And, you know, finding young Canadian talent within, bro. So this better be, and I'm sure it won't be the last first, not the last of... um players making that jump man so it's dope
1: i think it's really cool so he even said he's like if it wasn't for the cpl like i'd be done he's like i just yeah, finished bro, i start, finished uni i finished uni he's was 24 nothing. right yeah yeah
0: that's crazy that's that's what even more crazy that's why it's a good story too like because was 24
1: yeah. nowhere to go finish uni cpl kind of just starts starts playing in cpl obviously does well there and then tfc go yeah let's look at it and i think they Paid 175000 transfer fee. Oh,
0: so that's fucking nothing. That's great. Business. Yeah, it's nothing. And that's, that's great and, business.
1: But then you think about like for Pacific, that's a great deal of money. Oh, massive. Yeah. And, and then amazing. that helps. And it's kind of, it kind of gives back and it's, it goes back to like that filtering system like you have in England and you have in the major leagues where teams are buying from lower leagues and buying players that they think are going to have the potential. And like you said, it's nothing money. So for a smaller club, it's massive amount of money. You know what ties into that too, which I just saw was announced
0: today. I don't know if you saw it, but League One's promotional promotion and relegation plan, which
1: is fucking massive too. I've seen that. I was actually gonna add that to the shoutouts um, to League One. Yeah, That's starting massive, bro. Starting 2024. Both men's and women. That's massive, bro. Yeah, so it's 2024, if I'm correct. So pretty much there's gonna be three leagues. And it's going to be promotion and relegation within those three leagues, which obviously just we're we're trying to create that culture here where we're trying to create that winning mentality, producing players. I think when you have something like relegation and promotion, it pushes people to be the best and produce the best and try and become the best. And that's when you have to be smart with your scouting. You have to be smart with your player selection, with your managers, everything, everything. And then that's really going to push. Be creating cool those players
0: they also have a league one um they have a league one cups so i guess those small teams will get to play those big teams too so that's be everything will be great so i think that league's gonna grow that's gonna start 2024 but could you nasty. imagine
1: could you imagine tfc having to play a game called broma no
0: that's not well does TFC even have a team in league one anymore
1: no but imagine if so say if there was like a whole cup. Oh, you're saying like a league cup? No, it's only within, within league the
0: league one. one. It's only within uh, one. the league okay. one leagues. I but thought man, maybe. eventually that's what the goal, obviously for Canada in Canada for Canada Cup.
1: Yeah, that's what right. I was just supposed to say. Like a Canada Cup. Obviously, those MLS teams will probably get like a certain round by to yeah. start, just like how it is in like say like an FA Cup or uh, Copa del Rey, whatever it is. I'm sure. But, yeah,
0: the next five ten years that will be part of it. They just want to keep adding things, right? Because they added CPL this year, last yeah. year,
1: first time. So, yeah, hopefully that continues. That's big plans. That's well done to them. I think, yeah. like we said, the wave is going. The rise is going. Um, a lot of positive things are happening in this country for footy. And it, to be quite frank, it's about fucking time. I know. I know. About
0: time, bro. But big month, big two weeks. <sighs> Got to set themselves up for nicely for March. So let's see. Exactly. everyone support go watch them thursday night big match for what time it's at
1: but i think think 1 a 1 a.m my time so whatever time that is for you is that eight nine probably nine down there time difference probably nine o'clock fair we'll see we will see yes go watch the boys go see what they're doing as we said at the beginning if you haven't already listened to the episodes with some of those canadian players that you might be watching on tv go and fucking listen to those episodes go watch them on youtube if you're more of a visual person shout out mitch plata he loves watching it which is kind of jokes but if you just want to have it in your ears have it in your ears and listen to our voices we appreciate you if you're just finishing this podcast now i'm not i'm lame for this but if you're listening on spotify or if you're listening on apple Podcasts, quickly go and give us just a little rating it helps We appreciate it. We're messing around with the algorithms. We're getting to know them. We're trying to get intertwined with those algorithms and get to know them. So help us out by doing that. We'd appreciate it a lot. And obviously keep showing us some love that you're doing, man. We appreciate it.
0: All right. Peace.